All right, everyone, welcome to Strictly Baseball. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedema. We're going to get into some playoff baseball chase stuff towards the ends of the pod. But today I wanted to start with some serious topics, one of them being who can legitimately beat the L.A. Dodgers. You know, we, we keep tracking oh, who's going to make the wild card. That's what we've been doing on this pod, at least. Who's going to win the AL Central? Who's in the AL wild card? But I, I think now that we're getting closer to the end of the season, in the American League, I'm looking Astros. In the National League, I'm looking Dodgers. And now I'm thinking World Series implications. Then we had some altercations with the Tampa Bay Rays that we'll get into uh, right in their playoff push. Uh, MVP push we'll talk about as well. The home run chase. Uh, and then some trade rumors during the season uh, for the offseason. We'll, we'll talk about that towards the end as well. So, Rory, man, first off, Matt Veerling, five for five last night. Roar, uh, Phillies walk-off win. You were stressed out. The Phillies are struggling. Five-game losing streak. It's snapped. They're they're in it. They're still in it. Yeah. Oh my God. Needed that one. Uh, needed that badly. And Matt Veerling being the savior is hilarious. But uh, I, we were about to have an emergency podcast because I thought the Phillies were about to go on a ten-game losing streak. You're talking. We got swept by the uh, swept by the Braves. We lost the first one. We let up 18 runs to the Blue Jays. Thank God we won this next one because right now we're about to go play the Braves again. Uh, and then, you know, we have a tough schedule ahead as well. We've got the Astros to end it. Uh, we might have the Braves another time. The Cubs, who in Wrigley, uh, I think could easily beat us. Uh, I'm not worried about the Nationals. But I think that's like, oh, no, Michael Lorenzen just gave up two more runs. God dang it. Oh, <laughs> oh no, he just lost a lot. Just lost the win. All righty. Uh, that's tough. I had him going in fantasy. But I, I take I take responsibility. It's all right. I mean, he only gave up three. He had seven Ks, so I'm not, I'm not worried. And right. It was going six innings. But, uh, yeah, we were thinking emergency pod. I was thinking, wow, we're actually about to blow it. The Brewers won uh, yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, they're about to be a game and a half out. Uh I think this win saved us just a little bit. We got one, and uh, I'm hoping we can at least take two from the Braves. We could take two from the Braves in this series. By all means, we're in there. We're in there to win. And, and it is Astros, but it is last series. I hope Astros hopefully already lock up the one seed or whatever, and they're just not even trying. That'd be really nice. Oh, yeah. No, and they'll, they'll be in that situation, too, where yeah. they'll be playing other guys. Tonight's going to be tough. It's Ranger versus Freed. You know, that, that, it, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Ranger's been good recently. He's had some up and down fantasy starts. I mean, but that's not real life. I mean, he's gone out there. He goes out at least five most of the time. Uh, and, and, you know, three runs at most, sometimes four. Um, so you, you, if you're the Phillies offense, trying to get more than three runs off Max Freed is going to be tough. I mean, his ERA – has been under three, around two and a half the whole entire season. It hasn't really gone much higher than that since around the All-Star break, a little bit before that. So uh, it's going to be tough for them tonight. We'll see. Is it, and it's in uh, Philadelphia, at least. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's in Philly, but I mean, that, it doesn't even really mean anything. Phillies still aren't selling out. I don't get it. I don't, yeah, what the heck is that? Yeah. Still not selling out fully. Uh, I think it'd have to be like, that final week when they're pushing for the playoffs. Uh, but I mean, right now you're still looking at a magic number of 11 with what 14 or 15 to go. 
Oh, you, you got to play every day. You got to win every yeah, day. You got you to you win every single game. So, uh, either way, I don't know if Philly really matters. We have all of the Braves studs going against us. Uh, the good thing is we did see uh, Zach Wheeler throw four innings, four shutout yeah. innings, uh, and he looked good. And he only needed 60 pitches to do it. So, he looked good, and it looked like he was back. Uh, so, hopefully, we could see that come around here. Yeah, and similarly, uh, Severino came back for the Yankees last night. They had him on a 65 pitch count, and he was able to go five innings under 65, and then he was done. Uh, so both starts very similarly went really perfectly for Wheeler and Severino coming back under their pitch counts. They thought Wheeler was going to go three, and then he ended up going four. They thought Sevy would go maybe four, and he went five. So it, th those are positive signs because they both teams need those two starters to be in there because Yankees traded for Montas. Now he's on the IL and he has stunk since he got to New York. Uh, you know, Tyone's been up and down. So they, they don't really have that number two guy and Severino throwing a hundred uh, and going distance is nice. So um, not going to focus too much about the Yankees today, uh, but yeah, the Phillies are staying in that race. The San Diego Padres as well. They're staying in it. Juan Soto massively struggling with the San Diego Padres and a very good breakdown by Mark DeRosa on MLB Network the other day, uh, basically showing how he's all arms right now, very top half. Just he said, you know, you're rock bottom when you're rolling over to the second baseman and when you're hitting a ground ball to the pitcher and flailing your arms out. And he's doing a lot of that. And but the amazing thing with Soto is on base is still over 400 and his average is 205 with the Padres. So he's always going to walk. But that slug, I think, is 313 as a Padre. So that's like singles all the way uh, as a Padre. That's not good. Um, so, yeah, um, let's focus on this now. Who can legitimately beat the 100 plus win LA Dodgers? They seem pretty much unstoppable uh, other than maybe the Astros in the American league. But do you think there's anyone in the national league? I mean, we keep talking about these playoff races as if they mean something, are they all going to meet an inevitable end with the Dodgers? Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it, there's no way it's not Mets or Braves. Those are the two that you would have to discuss that you can have an argument for. Uh, I think if the Mets can get out of the first round, uh, them having like a playoff atmosphere in New York would just be, uh, kind of tough to overcome, especially with the Grom and Scherzer pitching, uh, Braves are a better team to me. The Braves are just a better team, uh, in terms of all around their bullpen is better besides Edwin Diaz, uh, and then their rotation goes five deep. Uh, you're talking about Freed, Morton, who's still looking great, Strider, Wright. Uh, you could throw all of them to go compete against the Dodgers, who, I mean, they got Kershaw, but we know Kershaw's woes in the playoffs. Uh, Urias, and then Gonsolin's been fading. Uh, after that, you're going to have to yeah, throw Tony. And Dustin May, right. Yeah. And you might you might have to throw like say a Gonsolin with a Dustin May, yeah. or or something like that, or a Heaney with a Dustin May. Heaney's doing good, dude. He's striked out a shit ton of people. Yeah, and then it's they have crazy. Tyler Anderson as well. Shocking. Oh yeah, all star. Yeah. 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 No, so yeah, they they have that, but it's definitely a little bit less in terms of uh, what I think the Braves have. Like I would take Anderson. I would easily take Kyle Wright you're probably going game two but a Kyle Wright Charlie Morton uh whatever you have game three uh over I'd say Gonsolin I think Gonsolin's fading and I think he's 
a little bit of a putz there, only going five innings when he can. Uh, <laughs> but it, either way, it's Mets or Braves, but I think it is the Dodgers series to lose just because of their offense, which is better than both of the other teams. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the accurate take. It's just true because, I mean, you, there's just pro hitters, Hall of Fame potential guys on the Dodgers. Really big bummer, though, for the Braves is Albies broke his pinky right when he got back, which is just, yeah, so he's done. Um, and what about Strider, too? He's injured. Really? Strider is like an oblique strain. That's why I'm. Th- that's why I'm like, all right, you can like Philly could win something. We don't got to play Schrader right now. Like that's a one lash, and you're getting Odorizzi instead. But Odorizzi's not been bad. You know what's incredible about Strider? Thirteen point seven five Ks per nine, one point seven six FIP. I mean, the guy is lights out as a rookie. Yeah. So hopefully they get him back. Um, but I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, offense is there for the Dodgers. It's going to be the pitching and. Uh, Something I heard the other day, too, David Price is retiring after the year, which I had no idea about that. I mean, uh, first thing I think about with David Price is uh, Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit <laughs> every time. Uh, but uh, And also then the second thing is 2020 when he missed out on the ring. Uh, what I also think of is he was on the 2008 Rays roster <laughs> when, the Philly, when the Phillies beat him. He was actually – I remember him, like, trying to, like, close games. Uh, but yeah, that's when I think about David Price. But yeah, no, that was interesting. Uh, he faded away just because of injuries. Yeah. Uh, you know, he went to the Dodgers, and then I never even really saw him start games with the Dodgers. Kind of just faded away, became a reliever, a horrible reliever, and then obviously just retiring now. But uh, yeah, that is interesting. I'm looking at the Braves news, and I'm seeing Kurt Suzuki is also retiring. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but I mean, finally. They, they, he's been around since so I started watching baseball. Yeah. He's catching. Yeah. Angels? Yeah, two years in a row. <laughs> he killed the Phillies uh, a few years ago. Killed them. Well, with the Nats? With the Nats. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. He should have. Why, why didn't he retire after the rain? What was the point of stinking it up in L.A. for another two years? Yeah, I don't know. Another $3 million? Yeah, the bread, maybe. Yeah. It, I mean, it has to be. I mean, in Syria. But to me, if, if, if I were an old player, at 35 and I get a, I'm done there's You can't yeah. cannot expect to top that, but uh, all right, let's go into some contentious stuff here. Yandy and Randy. I, I don't think Yandy is pronounced that way. It's just, I'm going to say Yandy and Randy. They got into a fight in the uh, Rays road parking lot in Houston after they got blanked by the Astros. Rays have been struggling uh, their offense. They thought it was going to get better. Wander Franco's getting back. Harold Ramirez is back who's hitting when he got back, his average was 330-plus. Now it's around 315. It's still a great season, but it's dipping, and he hasn't been great of late. And they thought it would get better. Paredes is still hitting home runs. uh, But now McClanahan gets injured the other night. The pitching's been a little bit up and down. The bullpen, they thought some of these guys would come back. It's been a little bit unstable. So the Rays, they always find a way to put it together. Every year you go in, and Steve and I started the Strictly Baseball year out, you know, and, and Steve is a Rays fan. And we go through this every year at the beginning where we're like, I don't, I, you know, we don't see it in the roster. They got rid of bats. They did this. And then I tell them every year, I'm like, dude, they, they find 35 pitchers within their organization that ju- they whip out of their ass and they're good in the bullpen and nobody else does it in the entire league. And that's why they stay in it. And uh, I, and I, but I did say at the beginning of the year, 
at some point that formula has to run out. They're still going to make the playoffs, but I think this is by far the weakest raised team that we've seen. And I think that all kind of links into why this altercation may have happened. This offense does not score a lot of runs. And maybe it's just one of those situations where you got the two best guys or two of the three best sitters on the team saying, Hey buddy, step it up. And the guy's like, Hey, you better step it up. And maybe something happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean and Yandy Diaz has been killing it for us. I mean, we right. talk about him and we talk about him in playoffs uh, in fantasy baseball. He's been absolutely killing it. Uh, weirdly enough, they're saying Yandy Diaz uh, had shoulder problems and he's day to day right now. He just got a cortisone shot. Uh, and that all happening within the fight seems a little odd. Uh, I got to think that it happened because of the fight that he got some shoulder injury. Um, and now he has a cortisone shot. They don't know when he's coming back. They say Friday. I mean, usually cortisone. Yeah. Is pretty quick, uh, but I definitely need him to come back. But you're right. I mean, who is their game two starter, Jeffrey Springs? I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe even game one. McClanahan got pulled the other night. Yeah, he's injured neck tightness slash spasms, uh, which is huge because I'm playing against him this week in fantasy. He's playing the Blue Jays next. I hope he uh, skips that too. That'd be nice. Uh, Jeffrey Springs game two, I gotta think. I mean, they don't I haven't had that. Shane Boz, Shane Baz. He's he's uh, at he, yeah, he's arm problem. He's been I mean, injured. Yeah. Bettini uh, was Ryan, there. Ryan Yarbrough. Like oh, he's uh he's yeah. been following an opener today. I got him on my team though. Gonna play. Oh, there we go. Got a Corey Kluber action. Corey Kluber. They could go him. They probably would. Yeah. Probably yeah. would just because of playoff experience. Dude, but, Jeffrey uh, Springs has got a two four five ERA. I would also not be shocked if they went with three starting pitchers if McClanahan's injured and then the fourth game's an opener because if you do that, technically you're opening up two extra spots for your bullpen because it's not that fourth and fifth starter, which I think a lot of teams are going to – I mean, every team does that already because you don't have your fifth starter in the playoffs and that gives you a nine-man bullpen. But some teams might want to think, hey, if we don't have four guys, maybe we want ten guys in the bullpen go opener – I, I could see the Rays doing that too, because that, that's just what they do. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I could see them doing. But you're right. I say this is probably the weakest Rays team I've seen in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to get, if they play the Astros, they're done. Uh, there's no, I don't think there's any pathway. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And also, though, from a pure of the fight standpoint, you just can't be doing that in a playoff race either. It just shows instability in the clubhouse. And I'll tell you this too. Uh, it when you're in a playoff race and that stadium is as empty as it is, that's pretty depressing. I mean, it, it is. I, I went to raise angels empty. I went to raise Yankees, which that has a history of being packed. It was almost only Yankee fans in the building. It was, it was sad. And the rest was just empty seats. You know, people just, uh, you know, I talked to Steve about it. He said, I think young people, especially are just like, well, you know, we don't want to drive over the St. Pete bridge. We'd rather go to lightning and bucks games that are closer to us and less gas, gas is expensive and, and it, it all impacts into each other. And yeah, it's just depressing with the race. So I'm going to give you a stat line here and I, I want you to, uh, to just tell me what you think of the stat line. 144 games, 270, 34 home runs, 89 RBIs and a 358 on base percentage. What do you think of that of that stat line? 
What was the batting average? Did he have a batting average? Or? 270. 270, 34 RBIs, eight, uh, 34 home runs, 89 RBIs. I like, I mean, I, that stat line would play. It'd absolutely play. Yeah, that, that's Otani's. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saving. It's definitely not what I would expect Otani to be at because considering how uh, hyped up he is. But I was thinking, like, you know, that's a – yeah, it's a, it's a decent player for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just – the thing is for me with this MVP debate is, is everyone's clamoring onto this that technically, I mean, if you look at last season – Last year, he hit 257 with 46 home runs, 100 RBIs, and a 372 on base with a 965 OPS. His OPS is 892 right now. So you're talking about barely a drop-off, and then his pitching got better. And so I see the debate with the MVP. He's got an ERA of 2.43, and his strikeout rate is almost 12, which is – And he's going to have 200K. Yeah. So – it's 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 real and you can't not say it's good but judge man you can't <laughs> you can't not do it no i was i was just having this conversation with my dad i, I saw i didn't know otani had a 243 uh and i was like he's gonna have a 243 with 200 k's uh and he's gonna like lose like the mvp is soundly just because judge is 60 homers triple crown uh you can't not give it to him and my question, my rally question was, did Miguel Cabrera win it when he had triple crown? Yeah, right. Did he win MVP? Was it, it was 2015, right? Oh, earlier than that. Was it 2013? Oh, 2011. Was it? 20, let me see. 2012. 2012. Wow. That's, I'm old. Won the triple old crown. man. Won the triple crown. Did he win MVP? 2012 MVP, yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Ted Williams, Lou Gehrig, and Chuck Klein are the only people that win the triple crown and not win the MVP in the same year. It's a pretty decent list right there. That's pretty – yeah. I think also, too, I mean, they already took an MVP away from Judge from Cheater Altuve in 2017. Yeah, no, it's it's Judge, it's Judge fully. Is it Goldschmidt in the uh, NL? Oh, it's, it's got to be. Soundly, I think so. I think so. Dang I mean, it. you could go Freeman, maybe, but uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, Paul Goldschmidt. I just love. I love the difference between uh, home run leaders. I mean, it's Judge uh, at sixty, and number two after him is Kyle Schwarber with forty. <laughs> it's nuts. It's not, God, that's Kyle Schwarber's career high. He's got 40, and he's, like, way behind. No, you know, I, it's funny because the night he hit 60, uh, the Yankees were down 8-4, and, you know, my dad and brother, they're, you know, they're, we'll, and I have the tendency to do this too. We'll just – they'll get up and leave the game. They're, they're like, oh, I'm done. You know, because the, the Pirates went up 8-4 in the, in the top of the eighth, and we're, we'd already been sitting there for three hours. Oh, I'm done. And I was like, oh, I'm going to stay at least until Judge hits again. Because it could happen any time. Uh, you know, the whole crowd's up. But when, every time he homers, it, I said this, I think, on every pod so far, it's more surprising because I'm sitting there 
I'm like, how could you hit home runs with this pressure with the entire stadium on its feet, your entire, the entire at bat, they're on their feet waiting for you to do it. And then he, he pimps the home run. Like he just, no stress. <laughs> they're pimped. They're destroyed. The swing's the same. Nothing changes. And it's just incredible. And the Yankees feed off it. Cause then Stanton at the grand slam. Uh, and then last night he didn't hit a home run, but the Yankees, they were already up a ridiculous amount. I think it was whatever, seven, something, seven to two, eight to two, whatever the hell it was. And the lineup started in the bottom of the eighth judge didn't know home run last night uh, with the number three batter Glaber. And the stadium was basically as loud as it ever is with the Yankees up six runs. Usually the stadium's half gone. They're going to win the game, but Glaber hits a home run. Stadium gets a little hot. Then Stanton wa uh, Donaldson walks, Stanton walks. Now you're the crowd start to buzz. They're like, we want judge. We want judge. You're thinking there's still no way we're getting to judge who hits lead off last night, starting from three all the way down. Everyone got on to get to judge and just feeling that energy leading up the team felt that you're, you're up six runs and it felt like those hitters were up there. Like we want to get judge up here for this crowd tonight. And even though he didn't do it, he had a double anyway, but uh, it, it's just, you know, the, it's, it's historic and we're never going to see it again. Yeah, I know. And did you see Dero uh, this morning talking about uh, they're analyzing his swing again and now his head, his head doesn't move. Yeah. It, it is pretty crazy. Uh, and they showed him like between then and 2016 and his head's like flying open in 2016. His head's not moving right now. And uh, yeah, he is locked in. No, it's, it's funny when Dero analyzes it because he always just says, if I had tried to hit like this, I couldn't do it. Because it's just like, all that weight on the back leg and then lifting that front leg up. Nobody really does like that horizontal leg up, leg down thing in the big leg. I, it's very uncommon. And now you're joining the fantasy league next year. One of the teams is uh, Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, and we got some other good pitcher. Are you, are you soundly choosing Aaron Judge now? <laughs> no quite. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> when do I get to choose? Because if he signs with another team, it kicks in. Oh yeah, no, it'll be it'll be during this. It'll be right before the season starts. Yeah, no, good. He'll be a Yankee. I don't want to think about that right now. You could not. You could not lose one. <laughs> no. I no. hate the people trying to reverse the curse. If he goes to Boston, I riot too. Mm, no, I, if he did I, that, man, I'd riot big time. Or the Mets. The Mets would be just as offensive. Yeah. Because it's like now you're good, the money. You know what's good, though? It's great to see uh, the Red Sox having to throw out, like, four tickets for, like, 40 bucks and, like, a hot dog and a drink. It's funny seeing that. Just to try and get fans back in the stadium, they're at that point where they just know they stink, and uh, it's absolutely great. And on a cherry on top, the Celtics coach got caught cheating on his wife with, uh, with someone in the Celtics organization, and now he's suspended probably for the whole year. That's also great. Great to see the Boston fans' misery. Boston sports. I mean, that's just, you, you love to say it. You love to say it. <laughs> All right. So you sent me this a few minutes ago, Trey Turner, the betting odds right now have your fills as the leading contender to get him. The only reason I have trepidation about this because it fit, he fits like a glove, natural fit. No question about it. It's the payroll to me. It's it's, can you pay Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, Nola, Wheeler, uh, you know, any reliever you might want to sign, Hoskins, JT. Slash Bohm, JT, maybe Segura at the same time. 
I mean, that's a lot of guys. And, and, you know, maybe the Dodgers can do that. The Yankees can do that. The Phillies haven't really done that for a long time other than really Harper. So do you think they do that, first of all? Uh, I can see them do it. I mean, it's Harper's boy. If there's yeah. anything I know is that they go after a Harper's guy. Uh, it could it could end up trading someone. You might have to end up losing a Castellanos or a Schwarber. I, I don't know if they do that. You might have to. Uh, and my thing is Hoskins. I could tell Hoskins to kick sand any day of the week. Uh, he's got he's got pedigree. I mean, he's got people would like him. I trade him for a, a reliever right now. It doesn't have to be a good reliever. I, I trade him for any decent reliever. And I like I like we were saying the. I think you underrated him. Nah. He, I mean, dude, he goes on, but he's hot when he's hot, but dude, he goes on silent streaks. Yeah. So Gary's right now he's on a silent streak. Yeah. And those silent streaks last way longer than the hot streaks. He goes silent for a month and he always collapses in September. Always. And he's also a butcher in the field. Yeah. Uh, him and boom. You can't have them at the corners. Oh, and not only get rid that, of one. Yeah. And bad defense and with Schwarber slash Castellanos, whoever you play. Yeah. So you can't have all of them. Uh, I like the idea of Stott, Turner, Segura, Bohm, where Bohm is now at first base. Uh, you keep Segura. Segura is a free agent this year, but you keep him around. Everyone on the team loves him. He's also a way better player, I think, than Reese Hoskins, besides for home runs. I at least know that Gene Segura is going to get hits within a month. Uh, he's also clutch. He's, he's the clutchest player on the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to have a big hit in the playoffs. When the Phillies make it, he's going to have a huge hit. You, you need uh, he's never been you, you still need singles hitters. Yeah. Oh, dude, last night we got Matt Zierling and Dalton Guthrie off base. 8-9, get on base. And uh, there was already one out. And I go up and I'm like, all right, so now you got Schwarber and Hoskins. I'm like, those are two power guys that aren't trying to move someone in. It was first and third, not trying to move someone in. I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? This is not what I want to see. I want a jeans of girl that's going to hit a single to bring this guy in and break open the tiebreaker, a nothing-nothing game. Kyle Schwarber ground out, Reese Austin strikeout. Good night, see ya. Eight, nine provides more than the one, two. You can't have both those guys back to back. We, we, when we were trying to go through the lineups before everyone got back, we talked about, you know, eh, Schwarber's probably going to hit leadoff, but we both like contact at the top of your order. That's how lineups usually start. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, you need to have you need to have a Bohm or a Segura in there. A hundred percent. Bohm leadoff is way be better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I or Segura one, Bohm two, whatever the hell. I mean, and then you know you go Harper three, JT four. Or, I've always liked JT in the two as well. Because, you know, there's the whole philosophy of who do you want to get most of your at-bet. And that's another thing. Hoskins hitting second, based on these new Sabre metrics, they, a lot of these teams put their best hitter in the two. So that's not Harper or JT's hitting second either. So you could even debate there, what are they doing in the two hole? So uh, big stuff. And, and the leadoff hitter gets the second most at-bats statistically. So. So we took a little bit of a break there, but to shift it back to the main topic in terms of Trey Turner himself, um, it, it fits in of itself if they can fit the payroll in 
it's a it's a clear fit. He is one of Harper's friends, like you said, and he should be in there all day. But um, I saw I think the White Sox were on that list. Um, that doesn't surprise me either because Tim Anderson, A, he's been injured a lot this year. B, uh, they don't like him defensively. So you could see him shifting over to even third base because Moncada struggled or second base, whichever one they see fit. But I, I think the Phillies, if they, if they really want to be serious about this and get a future franchise player, you can get the Schwarbers and you can get the Castellanos's, but they're in their 30s already and they're not going to be there forever. So getting a Trey Turner who, and, and shortstop's one of the most important positions, get that locked up for the next decade. He's the best in baseball. So you, you yeah. get him and then Bryce Harper is a top five player in baseball. To me, that's where you optimize your money. If you're going to pay big money for big players, you get the best of the big players. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. And they should be able to do it. The other one was the Cubs uh, at two. Yeah. The Cubs have a four to one chance, I believe. But then it's like, if you're going to trade Contreras, which it looks likely that they will, why would you do that and then bring Turner in? They're far. Right. They're far away. They're far away. Right. Uh, you brought up Tim Anderson. Good point. If you are in fantasy right now, Tim Anderson might be coming back this week. Minor league seasons are ending. They don't think he's going to even go to a rehab assignment. Uh, yeah. They're just going to throw him back in uh, to the roster. What is interesting, though, you, you, you can't sit Elvis Andrews, right? He's killing it. No. Yeah, no, I thought about that myself. I mean, listen, maybe they just try the experiment. If they're really going for a shortstop in free agency, because Turner's not the only one, uh, maybe they try Anderson over somewhere else now. Because yeah. if Andrews has always been a premium defender, and when you're in a playoff race, you can't have those mistakes happen, it'd be very interesting to see if they switch positions right there this late. Because the White Sox last night, terrible loss. And, and they're writing themselves out of the playoffs right now. So they, they got to get it going. And uh, if they get swept, they're basically done. So maybe it doesn't matter anyway, uh, but we'll see. So more off-season stuff here. We have Jim Bowden, former general manager in the big leagues, releasing an article on The Athletic that said Corbin Burns and Shohei Otani and Wander Franco could be traded this off-season. Wander Franco, uh, that, that, that would seem a little weird to me the Rays just locked him up to a 13-year deal it'd be funny because Steve made a joke about it that the Rays always do this they'll lock up a player to a long-term contract and trade him two years in uh, I, I thought he was joking if it actually comes true that's very sad but Otani and Burns seem a lot more real very unfortunate though for Brewers fans because why can't they sign Burns maybe because that payroll is going to Mr. 250 average Christian Yelich instead that would be brutal if they have to trade Corbin Burns because of financial restrictions, but a lot of teams are going to be going for him. I mean, is he a guy that, I mean, right now he's second in the big leagues in strikeouts. If DeGrom were in there, he's still top three, top five, he's going to get the back. So can he only be traded to a team that will pay for him? Or do you think maybe he's traded? Uh, I mean, it'd be, it'd be good. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, for sure. I mean, Corbin Burns is, is an interesting one. I mean, the Milwaukee should hopefully, I mean, they got the pitching. They should hopefully still want to stay in contention. It's not like I don't think they have to blow up their team. They just need to add a few pieces uh, hitting-wise, offensively, uh, and spend the money to do it. Um, that would be the thing financially, for sure. I think, I mean, interesting one is Otani, obviously, because he should be gone. The Angels are a horrible franchise. And, uh, I mean, 
he should absolutely be gone. He should never, he should never be there realistically. And neither should Trout. Uh, Trout should have never signed that long-term deal. If Otani's gone, Trout's gone. There's no, there's no way around that. Trout would be an idiot. Uh, he's never going to make the playoffs within the next 12 years of him being in that contract. You're talking about the player. You get the two best players in MLB right now, and they are out of the playoffs come, we're not even October yet. <laughs> out of the playoffs mid-September. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's embarrassing. And I, Otani, if they're going to ship him out, you know, they got new ownership coming in, right? Yeah, they do. They're selling the team. Yeah. So that's selling the team. Out. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be interesting. But I think, I mean, Corbin Burns would, would definitely have a premium on that market for sure. Uh, I don't know who would go get him. Because we, we don't really see any more of these major starting pitchers get traded. And if they yeah. are, it's, it's with not a lot of term left. He's got two years of arbitration. So you you don't even have to give him the $30 million per year contract. Arbitration, I mean, Judge this year, I think, is making 25 on arbitration. Yeah. Uh, that's a financial bargain. You're, you're looking at, like, probably a Juan Soto-type trade. In, in the sense of what, what you'll have to give up. And in terms of the teams that can do that, it's a team in your division, the Cardinals. The Padres gave up their farm. I don't know what it looks like for them now. Are you going to trade them within the National League because you got the Nats? Then maybe Oakland. Uh, but why would Oakland need Corbin Burns right now? So there's there, there might not be that option for the return. That's why I'm thinking, like, do you see the Yankees? Do you see the Phillies maybe get into that race? Because – Bad teams with a lot of – they have no use for Corbin Burns. They'd rather develop their young players. I mean, you, you know, you're talking to a team that uh, has you know, a plethora of farm system prospects. It's the Astros. Uh, the Astros oh, yeah. Could ship, out, could ship oh. out any single one of them. Oh, uh, no. Great. They're absolutely great. Uh, Verlander, time's coming up, but although he is still pitching the Cy Young material, he's getting older. Uh, they got Hunter Brown, who looks like the younger Verlander, uh, <laughs> and they got they got a crap ton of pitching already. So Some good that the younger Valdez, Verlander, Javier. yeah, Luis Garcia, Colors. still doing good. McCullers, uh, they could throw any of them out there, and uh, they'll hope to compete. But yeah, that's the media think I have. I mean, you're talking a team that has farm system options, then some. It's the Astros. Man, they don't even need him. Now, a team that also has a plethora is the Rays. They should absolutely do it because if yeah. you had next year McClanahan, Glasnow coming back, and then you could put Burns up, that, you know, win while you can with Franco. Yeah. No, and I think it's still probably need another, although their offensive pieces just all of a sudden come together. Yandy Diaz is all of a sudden to go. Uh, they'll make the playoffs. I mean, that's what they yeah. do. But I mean, Yandi Franco on a full year of Rosarena, add one bat. Who are you giving up? Like Vidal Bruhan and by like their top, are you giving up Baz? I think Baz is probably in that trade. Baz is in the trade. Patino, maybe. Uh, you could throw in even Brandon Lau after a bad year. They could take because they have Colton Wong over there, who, you know, the ceiling we know what Wong's going to do, but Brandon Lau had a 40 home run season last year. And maybe the Rays are like, well, if we can keep Paredes and just throw him at second, that we're, we're fine. Um, yeah, I, because the Rays could throw in a big leaguer or two. Yeah. 
for sure. They could definitely do that. That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting little segment there. Yeah. Wow. Corbin Burns. We'll see. So yeah, that'll do it for this uh, episode of Strictly Baseball. Uh, playoff races are still pretty much the same. The American League wildcard race is set, essentially. The Orioles have lost too many games to come back. The AL Central looking like the Guardians, unless they just choke the rest of the way. The White Sox are, are, are killing themselves right now. The Royals last uh, beat the Twins last night. So they're, they're slowly dwindling away. AL West is the Astros to claim the NL East battle is just going to be up until the end. NL Central looking like it's the Cardinals to take, and the NL West is obviously the Dodgers and that wild card race. Basically, Phillies, Pods, Brewers, and it's three teams for two spots. We'll see who takes them by the end of the season. So thank you guys for listening. We are on Twitter at Strictly Sports P, Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. You can listen to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other podcast platform as well. You can follow Rory on Twitter as well. Link is in the description. And for this edition of Strictly Baseball, I'm Jacob Brown, and we'll see you next time.